listening to 525 Sports with Ace Finch and Cameron Schneider. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, it's Ace Finch, and we got a brand new concept for you. Um, and the reason that I say we, I have a legitimate reason to say we this time. I got a new co-host. He's a buddy of mine. We've been friends for a long time, uh, since we were both single and skinny. <laughs> no longer the case for at least, well, for both of us in one case and at least one of us in the other. Hey, come on now. <laughs> uh, but but my new co-host is my friend Cameron Schneider, and we have a new concept. So our podcast is now called 525 Sports. Cameron, explain to us what that is since it was your idea. Hey guys, this is Cameron Schneider. I'm happy to be on this podcast with my good buddy Ace. Like Ace mentioned before, we've known each other for, oh heck, what, six years now? Seven years? Seven. We <laughs> Seven started, it started with a disagreement about Turner Gill. Yeah, that's true. Back in the, back at Emporia State. So um, what Ace, Ace wanted me to join this podcast and um, I thought it'd be a great idea and we wanted to come up with a, a name that kind of signified our Christian faith. And then also kind of gave the format for what our podcast is about. So we, I came up with the idea of 525 Sports Podcast. Um, and the underlying concept is that we're going to give you five major sports stories in 25 minutes. So it's going to be short, sweet, to the point. Um, and we're going to try to hit on some national headlines and some more of the local stuff whether it be Chiefs, Royals, uh, KU, K-State, Mizzou, Sporting Kansas City, uh, the Wichita Wingnuts, the Kansas City T-Bones, anything local like that. But then our overall message is we wanted to promote our faith. And 525 comes from John 525. Uh, Very truly, I tell you, a time is coming and it's now come when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. So we want to keep that in mind as we uh, go about our days and as we record our podcast. So it's good to mix in our Christian faith and our love of sports. So that's kind of the, the sole reason why we're doing this podcast. And today's, today's topics um, don't have a lot to do with Christianity. Sorry, guys. Uh, we just couldn't find a way to mix it in uh, to the topics that we had today. Um, but we will, we will do a better job of that going forward. Uh, our recording schedule got a little bit mixed up because of Easter and thrown off. But... With that said, that's a good segue into our first topic because breaking news today, um, the Kansas City Chiefs have traded for and signed a defensive lineman for the Seattle Seahawks, Frank Clark. Um, Frank Clark's a great interior defensive lineman, uh, or is he a defensive end? He a defensive end. He's a defense defensive end. Okay, defensive thanks. End. For, thanks for correcting me and make me sound like an idiot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but he, he's a great defensive end. Uh, they did sign him for a little bit of cash. Uh, had to spend $150 million on him and had to give up a first-round pick this year and a third-round pick uh, this year and a fifth-round pick next year, I believe. Um, so they had to give up some draft capital. He's a great player. Um, Cameron, what are your thoughts? I, I think this is a home run uh, trade for the Chiefs. I think it's a good pickup. Um, you know, the defense went from – you know, like JV seventh grade level last year to having um, the new acquisition up front. They've got Chris Jones up front, Tyron Matthew. 
uh, is your new safety. You know, they're putting pieces together that says that, all right, our time is now. We've got this window of having Patrick Mahomes on his rookie deal so we can afford to bring in some big-name free agents to solidify that defense uh, to complement our already really talented offense. Um, and, you know, we legitimately think that we can make a run at the Super Bowl next year. Yeah, Cam. That's I, what this move says to me. I no, think you're right ahead. about that. Um, I'm a little bit concerned about the fact they locked him up for $150 million. It is a five-year – I think it's a six-year deal. But they did have to give up a lot of money to keep him locked down. Um, it's a – it's a lot of money because when you factor in the fact that they're reportedly going to give Patty Mahomes a two hundred million dollar deal in a few years, um, that really, you know, where does that leave the rest of your offense as far as as Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey? Uh, that's a real concern to me. And where does it leave the rest of your defensive pieces? Um, so, I'm well, I, concerned I don't, I don't, I don't think that the former that you mentioned. Tyreek Hill, I don't think he's going to be much of a a priority to re-sign after his latest uh, run-in with the law. Well, I think if I'm being being honest with you, I think not to get off the track of what we're talking about, but I I don't think that's going to be much of a a worry going forward. Well, I think you have to factor in. I think something you have to factor in there is the fact that we don't know what happened exactly yet, Um, and we don't, as far as I know, and we don't know. Um, the severity, and so until that plays out with law enforcement, we don't know what kind of factor he factor he's going to be with the Chiefs going forward. Um, and so I think I think until you find out the the what what happened completely, and until things play out in court, uh, because the reality is if he gets charged with anything, he's going to be serving jail time. So football is going to be the least of his worries. Um, yeah, and so, but I think you have to worry about uh, what that says. Uh, uh, um, I'm sorry, what happens in court uh, is going to dictate a lot of whether he gets uh, re-signed or not. So I think we have to let that play out because if he's proven innocent in this whole thing, he's going to remain a Kansas City Chief. Yeah, but at the same time, I think that even if he, let's let's just say for the sake of argument, if he is found innocent, this is another blemish on his reputation. This is a distraction. That the Chiefs say, hey, you know, we took a chance on you when we drafted you, even though you you had a past with domestic violence, uh, and we gambled on you. Right. And this is how you you repaid us for taking that chance. You're not going to get signed to a deal like Antonio Brown. You're not going to get that Julio Jones type money. Right. You know, you're going to get paid like a like a good wide receiver. Right. But if you can't keep your nose out of trouble, you're, you're not going to get compensated big bucks. So it seems like that's just Chief, my that's my two cents on it. It seems like the Chiefs are all in on winning right now. Um, I'm very excited about that part of it. Uh, they were so close last year to getting to the Super Bowl, um, and just just came up that short. So I think they really feel like you know adding a couple pieces on that defense, they can really make a deep run, and I think they're right about that. Um, but I'm worried about not so much this year, or the next couple of years, uh, but the the years down the road is what concerns me. I don't want them to become the Green Bay Packers. Um, yeah. With Aaron Rodgers. Let's you, move you, on to our next topic. Did I cut you off? I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say we, oh. should, we should segue yeah, into yeah. our next we topic. Should, we should, we, we should. brought up giving up, brought up giving, uh, giving away those draft picks. Yeah. We've got the NFL draft coming yeah, up yeah. this week. 
So I, w- I want to get your thoughts, uh, maybe just on the first round. How do you think that's going to shake out? I know there's been a lot of rumblings that Kyler Murray's going to go number one overall to the Cardinals. I read an article yesterday, I believe is on ESPN. Maybe it was on Sports Illustrated. Sorry, guys, don't sue me if I got this wrong, that that may not shake out. What are your thoughts on that, Ace? Um, I'm, I'm super – I think the Cardinals, and it pains me to say this because I'm such a big Larry, Larry, Larry Brown, uh, Larry Fitzgerald. <laughs> uh, I think this could be disastrous. Um, Kyler Murray was a great college quarterback. I don't see it for him in the NFL as a long-term starter. Um, and it's just yeah. his size. It's his arm. It's the fact that it's kind of like Reggie Bush. You remember when everybody thought Reggie Bush was going to be all world in the NFL? Yeah. And then because he couldn't get touched and then he comes to the NFL and takes that huge hit and you realize, oh, crap, uh, the NFL is a different level of speed. And I think it's mm-hmm. in college or in, in for Kyler Murray's sake. And um, and so I think this could be disastrous on a lot of fronts for the Cardinals. I think that Cliff Kingsbury could be a disastrous hire. Uh, this could all go south very quickly, and that concerns me. Uh, I would draft Dwayne Haskins, number one, if you're going to take a quarterback, which it seems like the Cardinals are bent on doing. Uh, I would take. I, I'll I'll disagree with you on that, but keep keep going. I would take keep going. I would take Dwayne Haskins, but I also said I would take Demarcus Russell. So what do I know? Yeah, Haskins. He's just he's a soft body. Okay. There's no two ways about it. He's built like Jamarcus Russell. Um, and also, if I'm the Cardinals, I, I, I you got to put faith in your pick from last year. You've only given him a year, and he had a, a crap situation to go into. Um, I agree with you on you know Murray. I think biggest boom for him, he could be Russell Wilson, and that's like the ultimate high ceiling. That's asking but a lot, dude. The, his, his bust is Akili Smith. Like if for those of you who don't remember Akili Smith, he was the number three overall pick in 1999. Uh, number one was Tim Couch for the Browns, total turd. Number two was uh, some guy you probably heard of, Donovan McNabb. He went to the Eagles, and then Akili Smith was a quarterback out of Oregon who people thought, dang, this guy could go number one overall. And there's a reason why you don't hear about Akili Smith. He stunk. So I think that could be the the downside uh, for Kyler Murray. I think, honestly, I think best case scenario um, for Kyler Murray, he's Tyrod Taylor. And that's not, not, while Tyrod Taylor is a serviceable starter in the NFL, serviceable is not what you're looking for in a number one overall pick. So so I think, you know, by by number one pick standards, he'd be a bust. but other than that, you know, we were kind of well, – I kind of wanted to look at, at with the Chiefs who they were going to take number one overall. Um, I wanted them to draft a corner. Apparently they think they can get that in the second round. Uh, mm-hmm. What they gave up for for, for uh, uh, the, the defensive lineman for Seattle today. So um, apparently they think they can go get their corner in the second round. Go get him. Um, I don't know who uh, – the Raiders take it four. I think that's the wild card as far as what they do with that pick. There's some people thinking that they could take Kyler Murray if he falls that far. I think that would be disaster and a half. Is anybody even going to show up to the draft for the Raiders, or is John Gruden <laughs> allowing anybody in the room? Well, yeah, that's it's a mess in Oakland. Um, I don't really know what else to say about that. 
I think I read somewhere that he's just going to have a Phil Steele NFL draft preview magazine in there, and he's just going to go down like I draft my fantasy football well, team every fall. Here's the thing with the Raiders, and we don't we don't want to get too far off the rails here, but but hiring Mike Mayock as your GM is like hiring somebody that played only T-ball or coach baseball to <laughs> Yankees. You know what? Yeah. Like it's just it's stupid. But um, I don't want to get, get too in the weeds, but that's going to be a nightmare. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with that one because John Gruden obviously thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. Yeah, I'm look. I'm looking forward to it being a nightmare. You know, as an avid Chiefs fan, yes, I, yes. I, I want the Raiders to suck. I want the Broncos to suck, I, and I want the Chargers to be just garbage. Do, so do you have? Get, a, we'll do, see what. Do you have a sleeper we'll sleeper first round pick that you think could be uh, be really good? A sleeper first round pick that could be really good. I really like, and I don't know if I could. You could call him a sleeper because. He was a really good player last year for Kentucky. Uh, Josh Allen, the middle linebacker out of Kentucky. I don't yeah. think he's getting enough credit. I think he's going to get taken in the first round. Um, an overall sleeper. Um, I want so badly, and maybe this is just me being fanboy, I want the Chiefs to take Joe Deneen. It would just Yeah, that'll be a late-round pick at best, Pardon. I know, but it would just make my heart so happy. Also, another sleeper. I was talking to this about this the other day with a, a buddy at work, Alex Barnes. If Alex Barnes is available yeah. in the third round, the Chiefs need to take him. Yeah, no, you're he right about be, that. He could be amazing. You're right he about that. He could be amazing with Patrick Mahomes. So, no, you're right about that. What about you? I like Rock. Who's your sleeper pick? I like Rocky Sin uh, from from Temple. He's a corner. He's a hard hitting dude. Um, he's a, he plays the ball really well, which is something Chiefs corners don't do. So if he's there in the second round, he probably won't be. But if he's there in the second round, please go get him, Chiefs. I don't want to spend Friday uh, pulling my hair out because you guys didn't get a corner. So, um, so yeah, that's my, my pick. And I'm not, I'm not going to pretend like I know this draft board up and down, guys. I don't. I don't spend a lot of time looking at it. Uh, I do follow college football, but not, you know, I don't know Notre Dame's left tackle. Sorry. Right. Uh, so uh, that's pretty much all I got for that. Um, what was our next topic, bruh? Our next topic is baseball records. Yeah. I don't want to tease this too much in the open, but um, kind of an interesting article that I came across today uh, written by John Taylor of Sports Illustrated. And he had an article last week about the game's home run spike this year in Major League Baseball. <clears throat> and the article today is about which home rec- home run records are primed to fall this season. So I thought it would be kind of a fun thing to do. Um, and we can just put this on the record now because we've got a podcast. I'll read the record, mm-hmm. the oh. current record. Sorry. I'll tell you who the current challenger is. And then we can say yay or nay if we think that record's going to be broken this year. Sound good to you? Yes, sir. All right. So the first individual season record. Now, all these records are on pace to be broken. Right. The record holder for individual single season home runs, obviously, Barry Barry Bonds Mm -hmm. with 73. The current challenger is Kristen Yelich from the Milwaukee Brewers. 
Yelich um, has hit 13 home runs in 22 games, and that's through 98 plate appearances. Bonds had his 13th home run uh, on his 25th game and his 102nd plate appearance. So Yelich is on pace to break that record. What do you think? Break or no break? Absolutely not. Um, and the reason that I say that is because, one, I don't think Christian Yelich is on steroids. Uh, and two, yeah. um, if you really break down how many walks Bonds had, he was hitting a home run almost every time he legitimately got pitched to, um, or every two times that year that he broke it, which is insane. Um, people are going to start yeah. walking Yelich if he starts – if he keeps hitting the ball like he's hitting it now, people are going to start walking him more instead of throwing to him. So he's going to get less actual what bats, and I just don't think it's going to be touched. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Um, he just doesn't strike me as a guy who has the build to have a sustained season of just crushing the ball game after game after game after game. Yeah, he, he's the defending NL MVP. He's an excellent player, one of the three or four best players in the game right now. But that that record's not going to be touched for a long time. Ever. You know, it's, it, I, don't, I don't say ever because in 98, I thought no one would ever touch Mark McGuire's record. And then here comes Barry Bonds just a few years later uh, breaking that. Also so the breaking second the needle record, in his arm. Yeah, that's true. Anyway. That's true. Uh, <laughs> the second record that's on pace to be broken is the team's single season total for home runs. And that was set just last year by the New York Yankees. They hit 267 home runs. This year, the Seattle Mariners, they're off to a surprisingly hot start. They've hit 56 home runs so far this season. Um, So last year, the Yankees averaged 1.65 home runs a game. They had 12 different players finish in double digits. Mm -hmm. Um, Right now, the Mariners are averaging 2.24 home runs per game. So that, if you do the math, that works out to about 363 home runs by the end of the year. (laughs) So... What say you, Ace? Will the Yankees break, or will the Yankees record be broken by the Mariners by over a hundred home runs? No, ab- definitely not by over a hundred home runs. Um, listen, you can't, you can't, you can't be as hot as apparently uh, the Mariners have been this early. Uh, Fifty-six home runs in thirteen games or twenty games or whatever it's been, twenty-five mm-hmm. is nuts. Um, and and I just don't think you can keep the bats rolling that hot, uh, especially with the division that they play in. Um, mm-hmm. It's a pretty decent. It's a it's a decent division, and so I mm-hmm. don't think you can um, you can play play the quality teams that are in the MLB in general and hit that many home runs as a team. Uh, because yeah. the Mariners don't have a, no, a bunch of notable power guys. Uh, no, that you've heard of. They've got. We've got Dan Vogelbach, um, and he's been off to a hot start. But if you think that guys like Ryan Healy and D. Gordon and Tim Beckham are going to continue to hit dingers, uh, they're, they're not going to carry the team. Um, I could see him breaking it, but they're not going to break it at the pace that they have. I mean, they've, they've got Edwin Encarnacion, who's a total stud, but I don't think that they're going to break it. Oh, next one. Next record. Next record, and this is the last one, and we can move on to our next. Um, actually, I'll take that back. We got two more records. Um, actually, we'll just do one more. So, league wide single season total last year, or pardon me, two seasons ago, the record was set was 6105 total home runs. The current total 
is 862. Is that record going to be broken? So let me get that straight from you. It's it's the league-wide as a, as a whole, the MLB as a whole. Yes, as a whole. Dude, I think it will. Like, just, you're in two months in. That's averaging 400 a, a, a month. Yeah. Right? We're, we're at, let's see, there have been 24,634 plate appearances and 862 home runs. And this article is saying that's a home run every 28.6 plate appearances. We are totally and, nerding out right now. Yeah. It, and it's only March and April. Yeah. And those are usually the two worst months yeah. for hitting home runs. Yeah, I think it does. Like, I think it gets broken, especially when you see guys start to yep. get into their form and get more plate appearances and get warmer because you're two months into a six-month season. You're not even right. stride yet. Right. So, and once once the weather gets hot, the bats get hot because, I mean, you, just wait till June. Teams are going to start cranking them up um, and just hitting home runs at a higher clip. Speaking of hot bats, that's not what the Royals have. That's our next topic is the Royals woes. I don't really want to spend a whole lot of time on this. I don't either. Uh, because we, we can because only we, say the Royals we, suck in so many words. Yeah, here's the deal. Uh, <laughs> and I, I may follow baseball a little closer than the average bear. Oh, I follow it a lot closer. I follow it closer than Ace does. The Royals did this last year, they did. and they're doing it again this year. Mm-hmm. They're trying to serve two masters. They're trying to rebuild, and they're trying to contend at the same time. You can't do that. You can't do that. Okay? You can't sign Lucas Duda, and you can't sign Billy Hamilton and say, oh, we are rebuilding. Lucas Duda is what he is. He's had enough at-bats in the major leagues. You know what he is. He is not Eric Hosmer. He's not even Mike Sweeney. Nope. Billy Hamilton is what he is. He can't, you, he can't hit himself out of a wet paper sack. He's inconsistent. He plays decent defense. He's fast. But what you brought him in for is to steal bases. But sadly, you can't steal first. Well, when you, if you steal base, you can't steal bases. You're right. Yeah. So uh, uh, we, we can get into – more Royals baseball topics as uh, the summer goes on. I'm sure we'll probably have an episode or two where, you know, two or three of our five stories are going to hit on the the Royals. Oh God, it's, please it's no! It's going to come a time of the season. Well, it's, it's going to have to happen. It is. You're right. You're right. <laughs> but we can we can get into that uh, later on. It, it just Royals they're a turd right they now. Are. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, What's next, Ace? Okay, let's get to the fun stuff, buddy. Uh, we've been about okay. this and talking about this for a long time um and i've actually wanted to ask you my brother me let's go behind the curtain for a second um cameron and and my brother and i get in a group text often and uh and mm-hmm. we text back and forth and one of the things that i've wanted to do with them is to get the my, our roy williams and Kenny and and bill self which is basically the last three decades uh our all-time last three decades ku teams five starters and two stubs, and it feels weird to say this, but Danny Manning's not eligible. He's after 30 years now. Um, so, yep. uh, otherwise, he'd be on both of our lists. But um, uh, you go ahead. Who are your – do you want to do this one at a time, or do you want to do it you, – you go and with your full list, and then I go with my full list. Uh, I'll uh, – I'll, let's just go guards and then bigs. Okay. Cool. So – Here's, here's what my guards look like. 
Um, I've got my starting point guard is Jacques Vaughn. My starting shooting guard is Kirk Heinrich. And my three-man is Paul Pierce. And I do have one guard on my bench, my sub as Frank the Tank Mason. Those are my three guards. Okay, all right. I can get with that. I'm almost identical with you, actually. Um, my guard is oh. Jacques Vaughn. My Hey! <laughs> Threw you for a loop, didn't I? Yeah. Um, my shooting guard is um, is uh, uh, Brandon Rush, even though he's not, he wasn't really a two guard. And then uh, my small forward is Paul Pierce. My three is Paul Pierce. No Aaron Miles. No Aaron Miles. Not even on my What? For the, for those of you who don't know. Ace has an ultimate affinity for Aaron Miles. I do. Here's, um, but hold on. Hold on. The reason why is because I met the, the 0405 team when he was a senior, and he was the nicest player to me. And he was always uh, my favorite player. We spent 20 minutes talking, and he gave me a bro hug after the game against Emporia, and uh, <laughs> he gave me an autograph and a picture. And after that, he's my favorite KU player ever. And and you can't tell me otherwise. Okay, that's fine. But I'm I'm glad you see I'm glad you see the light that he's not worthy of an all time starting five. No, he's not. Yeah, he's still the greatest point guard all ever, right. though. If no. that makes any sense at all. <laughs> no, because you didn't put him in your starting five. Whatever. So <laughs> my two bigs, I've got Rafe LaFrance and Wayne Simeon. And some people are going to be like Wayne Simeon. Why'd you pick him? Um, I kind of have the same feeling for Simeon as you do, Miles. I met him when I was, I want to say, a freshman in high school or in eighth grade. They did the KU did a barnstorm, barnstorming game at my high school, and I met him with my little brother. We were in line getting autographs, and he took the time to stop and talk to Kale and I. Kale's my brother, and oh, is this your is this your brother? Aren't brothers the greatest? Da 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 da. Then he came and spoke for our high school FCA afterwards. So I, I've always had just so much love and respect for Wayne Simeon. He's such a great That's why dude. he's on my list. Yeah, he is such a great he dude. Is. And then my, my big man sub is uh, Nick Collison. See, uh, we differ. We man. differ a little bit on the on the uh, on the uh, big. I've got um, Nick Collison as my my four, and then in the five, and I really struggled with who to put on the bench and who to start. Um, I got Drew Gooden. Oh, nice. I got Drew Gooden. Uh, Drew Gooden was a great college player. People forget how good he was in college. He was yeah. unbelievable in college. Um, and then on my bench, I got Wayne Simeon as well, uh, All-American dude from Kansas um, originally. So um, so I got I got those two. Uh, really difficult list to make up, honestly. Yeah, it was. Uh, because there's so Who's many your great coach? players. But um, – Who's your coach, Roy or Bill? Oh, Lord, you had to ask Put that on the question. Uh, Mine's Roy. I, yeah. Yeah. You know what? Bill's got the chip, so I'm going Bill. And here's does – Roy, Does Roy Williams have his championships because he went to North Carolina, or does he have his championships because he left Kansas? You know what? I think he would have gotten at least one at KU had he stuck around. Yeah, I, I agree. But I don't, I, agree. I don't think the 08 team is the same team. And so. Yeah. Because 
You're probably they right. recruit two different uh, styles of players. So, right. Um, and that's why Bill struggled in his first couple of years winning tournament games at KU. Those guys weren't his guys. Yeah. They were Roy's guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they lost a lot of games in his first two years. I say a lot. I think they lost like 19 games because, uh, yeah. because they weren't his guys. But, I, yeah, I go with, I go with Roy. Um, I think that most of the people on this list are Roy's players. And so I think you got to go with Roy as the coach because that fits his style. Uh, but I put, Definitely. I put Brandon Rush on my list as a starter because he was the best player on the national championship team and arguably the best, you know, the best team that's been there in the last 30 years in that 08 team. I think you could quibble a little bit uh, with the team, and I think it was 97 that went 35 mm-hmm. and lost to Arizona. Mm-hmm. I think they're probably just as good. But mm-hmm. – yeah, he was the without without Brandon Rush, they don't get to the final four. So no, they don't. So I put him in my starting lineup because he's the best player on the championship team. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So that's gonna, well, dude. It's been a great. Go ahead, man. It's been a great first episode with you. Yeah, dude. That's gonna. It's, this is gonna be. It's gonna be a lot of fun. <laughs> We're stepping on each other's toes. Um, yeah. But, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we look forward to seeing you guys every single week. Uh, we'll have this out on Facebook and Twitter. We'll be tweeting it out and putting it on Facebook and Twitter. And then, Cam, did you get it up on uh, the iTunes? I My goal is to get it up on iTunes. we got to submit our first episode and get approved. Um, hopefully we get this thing up and running on iTunes within the next couple weeks. Ace is going to be publishing this on Podbean. Is that correct, Podbean, Ace? yes. And the link will be out, okay. like I said, on my Facebook and Twitter. Um, so most of you that see it will see it there. Uh, Cameron will do the same thing, uh, tweeting it out and publishing it on Facebook. And we'll try to get a following going and uh, get it on other platforms so it's more readily available for the masses. Hello? You there? Yeah, buddy. I'm still here. Okay. I'm still here, too. All right. You, can, you want to sign up? You guys up? can tell we put a lot of prep into this, but we did it. Yeah. <laughs> Just so you know, for further episodes, Ace is recording back in Wichita. I say back in Wichita. West in Wichita. I'm in Gardner. So we're doing this three hours away from each other. So it's not like I can look Ace in his ugly eyes and you know give him a head nod and tell him to you know, keep it going. So I would tell an appropriate joke, but I'm going to save that. For all yeah. Here. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get, we'll get better at this. I promise. Yeah, we'll see you, I promise. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll see you guys next week. Uh, it's been fun, man. I look forward to talking with you and, and getting more of a feel for what we're doing. And it always takes podcasts a little bit uh, to find their rhythm. And it's going to take us a minute to find ours too. Hence why we've gone 31 minutes today. Um, but we'll yeah. try to get five and twenty-five. We're, tr- we're five thirty-one today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, we'll try to get down more of a rhythm for you guys, and and and, and so you guys can we can be uh, uh, more succinct. But uh, uh, it's probably going to vary in length. It's probably not going to be exactly twenty-five minutes on the dot every week. Uh, so, so. Uh, with that said, Cam, you got any last words? I don't. Thank you guys for listening. We'll talk to you all next. All week. right. We'll see you later, bud. See ya.